Hello and welcome back to Football Game Fun, the only unifying podcast dedicated to Armin football. I am your host, Adam, and I am joined here by the boys, Armin and Chavens. Uh, how are you doing, gentlemen, on this fine Sunday yeah, morning slash afternoon slash evening? Or whenever you listen to this. Well, I mean, it's Sunday <laughs> right now. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> All right. You. So. We have a special episode today. This is going to be Future Stars of Armenian Football Part 3, or Yerek. Um, yep. And you know what? Our episodes are normally long, so let's just jump right into it. So there's been a lot of big transfers and rumors happening, but we're going to save them for later because we have something very special for you. If you're anxious to know about those transfers and can't wait for the next episode, I don't know what to tell you fast forward in life or something (laughs) but we will be posting anything important or relevant on our social media so if you don't already please follow us on twitter on instagram we have a youtube channel where we post everything go ahead and press subscribe um and yeah now on to the future stars of armenian football so this is our for those who don't know scouting series where we discuss a handful of select individuals um that we believe are going to be future stars. language. Um, so before we move on to this third iteration, let's go ahead and see uh, and the previous players that we have discussed on FK Future Stars and where they are now. Let's start with episode one. How about Armen? Walk us through the players from episode one. Where are they now? A long time ago, Adam. Episode one, we had featuring uh, players like Vahan Bichachian, who by now, everyone who has been listening to us and their mom knows uh, what to say about Vahan. He's already a national team player. He's a scored at the national team. He grew up in Kumri, son of Vahan Bichachian, a great coach, very smart. Uh yeah, from there, he went from Shirak Kumri at his hometown to Slovakia, where he spent around four years at Shilina, that is one of the biggest teams in Slovakia. He grew up, he really grew, like, he was scrawny, tiny, and he's now all muscle, all quality, all hustle. He became a record breaker, goals, assists, anything you want, uh, and just just now made a relatively big money move to Poland for the Slovak League. It was a very big money. Uh, and, of course, as I mentioned, uh, his first senior national team goal against Sweden. Uh, then we have Artema Avanesian from Russia that wanted to play for us. So he went from CSKA Moscow Academy where he grew up and signed for Ararat Armenia. And by now, a couple years later, fast forward, he is a stellar character in the APL. He started for what looks to be yet another championship for Arat Armenia. And, of course, also senior national team debut. And not to our surprise, he has been being praised by Joaquin Caparros, national team coach. So uh, a lot more from Artem Avanesian. Uh, then we have Karim Melkonian, who was already shining at uh, Armenian youth national teams, Uratu Academy product, one of the best in the couple in the last couple of years. 
he has had a couple of great performances for the national team over the friendly window against Croatia and Sweden. Again, not to our surprise, but glad that everyone saw it too when he uh, once he got called up. Then, arguably, uh, kind of a frustrating player because he has had some bad luck because he had uh, to leave Gansasarapan because of a geopolitical stuff. Then he was bought and benched by APL leaders FCAA at Armenia. He had a great spell in Slovakia, as you know. And Armen is now currently in talks with different European clubs because he reportedly wants more playing time and knows he's good enough. We do know he's good enough too. Uh, so hopefully you'll be hearing from him and his move sometime soon. From Future Stars for uh, Football Games on Future Stars Series 1, there are three players that haven't yet broke through. The two first come from LA, your neck of the woods, Adam, uh, Diram Bebekian from LA Galaxy, and Daron Iskenderian from Barcelona Academy in Arizona. And the third player is Herman Kurvashian that has just uh, been having a new sponsorship, so maybe in a move for him too. Yeah, let's let's touch on okay. um, on these three for a second, just to provide a little bit more context to the listeners. So Didon went back to UC Santa Barbara to play college, and from what I understand, he had a decent season. Um, I don't know if he ended up putting his name into the MLS draft, um, but he wasn't selected. I don't think he put his name in. Um, I'm not sure. I, I tried to figure it out, but I couldn't. Um, but we don't know what's going to happen with him. Daron he's, definitely, he's definitely good enough to be to go pro, but yes, as yeah. we always say, it, it's not always only about talent. Yeah, yeah that's so, a that's a personal choice. Yeah, yeah, and and you know what, he has the oh, personality. A lot for of it. factors. Yeah, a lot yeah. of external factors come at play too. It's yeah. not just about him. And then next up, Daron Iskanderian. He is at FC Barcelona Academy, where we we've touched on this before that. Um, all of their players have either gone professional, uh, domestically or abroad. And recently, they've made, um, I've, they've sent several players to the Bundesliga recently, or they get full college scholarships. Yeah, uh, we don't know. We don't know which way he's the youngest go. one. He's the youngest one, and he's also yet to have his um, guaranteed trial at La Masia, which every Barcelona AZ player is guaranteed a trial in for FC Barcelona. He hasn't had that yet, so we'll see yeah, what happens there. He's still time. very young. Yeah. And then Herman, you already touched on that. I think I think give him one or two more years. I think he's going to be similar to Sako. And I know we say yeah. this about everyone that plays in Germany, no. but it's true. <laughs> and 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 bro, and we have had some great news coming of a a young player that made a like that spent several years in German lower tier. So. Mm-hmm. We will talk about this particular incognito player in our next episode. You probably know about him on because of social media. Oh, and stuff. Also, Herman just recently got uh, he signed yeah. with uh, HG Partners yeah. as well. So yeah, uh, maybe that's a potential. No sponsorship, no partnership, no no agents. So yeah. give him time. There's a lot lot going on. So so next up is our batch number two from our football against run future stars, Chadens. Walk us through this. Okay, walk us through this very amazing list of players that we put together and where they are now. 
yeah, if you look at the list, we've got more players in this one who have uh, and are continuing of their professional careers. Eduard Spretsian starts off. He's our youngest Army national team player to play in the UEFA Champions League group stage. Uh, one year, probably maybe even more than one year, right? We're saying this right before the it call. It was over one younger. year. Yeah, I so think over it was one year. Yeah. That's, like, that's w- w- one big. year and one month older. So, yeah, one month. So, what, over a year, uh, younger than Mkhitaryan when he, he made his debut at 21 years old. He's absolutely bossing it at the Russian Premier League. Krasnodar is sitting third, I believe, currently, uh, or fourth. Yeah. Uh, I think it's uh, so fifth it's fifth. or sixth. Oh, okay. No, I think, no, I think it's fifth. fifth. I think yeah, I think it's, it's somewhere there. Top five. It's not important. They're just yeah, shy. They're yeah. just shy of uh, European Cups, but they're they're gonna fight they, for it, and I'm optimistic. In terms of his national team debut, he's already made it, and he's made it with a goal, and he made MVP in 30 minutes. And he's basically a starter for our national team. Next up is Girard uh, Chagoyan. Uh, senior national team debut again and great performances uh, with the, the March window. Mm-hmm. He's a U21 vice captain. APL goal of the year. He scored in May, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Uh and he's got interest from all over Europe. Now, th- that did not happen yet, but hopefully it's solid very soon. And he gets the move. Abu Avedisyan, he got the Armenian U21 call-up. He's in. He's currently in preseason training with Kisvarda, which is a Hungarian uh, first division team. He's the B team captain. And Kisvarda is getting in Europe. They're putting all their efforts and... They're going to make it. Gorman Velian, he signed his prof- uh, professional contract with Nantes. First team debut for the French Cup was last month or at the, at the beginning of the month. Increasingly featuring in uh, Nantes bench for League One games. He still did not feature, but hopefully that'll be soon. Hernan Levon Mamedova Yeranasian. Grant Ranos, in in simply put, uh, Bayern B starter uh, and top goal scorer from midfield position, by the way, played UEFA Youth League and had preseason with the first team. This is good in the the level of the club that he is in. Bayern is a big team, so as he is. Um, Eric Simonian... Armenian U19 starter and he's a key member of the historic team that made elite round which is equivalent to senior national team Euro group stage in a sense there's one player left in this list that we made uh, for the part two of the series is Varujan Ovanisian he still has not broken through yet he's in uh, Rayo Vallecano Hopefully, his time will be soon. Yeah, yeah. So this was our second batch of players were an amazing batch. Um, I don't hard to top that one, and they're all talk about of course, success. Yeah, they're they're going places. They're 
doing great. Varuj, who we keep in touch with on a regular basis. Um, he is doing well. He's training. He's playing. Um, we feel confident that he will break through at some point. Um, <clears throat> Armen, what's this next part that you have here? I don't know what this means. So you read it. <laughs> I mean, we're going to talk about... There are... Like, sometimes we talk about other players that are not necessarily youth... Uh, Like, they don't fit in youth uh, categories. Because they're not youth. They're, like, exactly. in their mid-20s. We're talking about 23, 24 players that are neither, like, uh, adults nor teenagers. They're at that transition. 23, 24 players, uh, year old. Uh, especially the case would be for Girard Markarian and David Terterian, which I remember we made, like, We mentioned several, several times the semester before their national team debuts for both of them. Coincidentally, both of them also fullbacks. One is right back and the other one is a left back. So, you know, add to all of this uh, premonitions that are the Future Stars uh, series, the debuts of our boys, Girard Marcarian and David Terterian for national team, They are now basically national team starters, despite their Gamo Vanessian and stuff. These guys are the starters, and you know they are. Uh, so basically, all things considered, you have every reason you may need, potentially, to watch out for today's list of players that we will be introducing to you that consists basically of a healthy balance. I love balance. I'm a Libra, by the way, in case you wondered. Uh, three homegrown players from Armenia and three diaspora-grown players. So watch out, and here comes Football Gentleman's Future Stars of Armenia, Batch 3. All right, so we are starting off with a very, very exciting domestic talent. His name is Mikhail Mirzoyan. He was born in 2001, and he currently plays for Bekma and Armenia under 21. He's an all-around creative box central midfielder. He's like ability on the ball is is amazing and i know that we we have had several other young armenian players that can do this one, one being uh Girard Shahwayan, but his ball control and technique is unreal yeah. he is and 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 misha is a center mid so it's it's different he's his ability to carry the ball forward is amazing He was, is an Urardu Academy product that made the switch to Bekma in 2019, as most do uh, while they're serving in the military. Uh, he is currently Bekma's top goal scorer and assister by far. Uh, in this APL season, he has three goals and five assists in 1,430 minutes. That's a coefficient of one goal participation per 180 minutes at a team that's in bottom of the table, uh, because Bekma is, of course, all the youth players. Um, so we don't really expect them to like challenge for the league, but considering where they are in the table and their performances, that's insane. Uh, during this time with the under 19s, uh, he had one goal in 170 minutes, uh, about five games or so. And for the under 21s, he has two goals and one assist in 545 minutes, uh, which is a, about seven games or so. And he has a goal participation coefficient of one goal per 182 minutes. So he has a very similar 
conversion rate at the club level that he does on the international level. Um, he follows us on social media also. So if you're listening, hi, Misha. We're here. We love you. Um, <laughs> and he is one that we are really, really looking forward to considering that in the central midfield area, um, we are kind of lacking that player. Um, and I will open this now up for discussion for the, for the rest of the group. We have seen players, very creative players, like Eric Vardanian, like Henrik Mkhitaryan, being tried out in that central midfield role at the senior level. And it hasn't really worked out um, or hasn't had the type of work product that we would have liked to see. Now, Mikhail Mirzoyan is that type of player that can fulfill that role uh, for years to come. Uh, what are your thoughts on him as a player, and where do you think he can go? I'll start with you, Armin. I think he's ready. I mean, I think he's re- national team ready, senior national team. But the thing is, uh, on the one hand, we do have a lot of competition for that spot. On the other hand, he, even if he's younger than most, and by far sometimes uh, he's better because he's already basically I would say, per my estimations, kind of joking, but seriously though, uh, with uh, twenty top twenty league quality, if if not top fifteen at least, already, and he has the potential to be a with a top five league uh, player in less than five years even. Uh, that being said, I know Caparros is a specialist on this, so. He's not going to try any funny things with him, especially considering how good this kid is. Uh, it's going to take him slowly, carefully. Uh, I don't think he's going to leave the U21 national team this, like, before his, his time. I think he's going to complete his period at the U21 alongside, say, Giro Shahoyan, and then move to the national team. Uh, on a parallel note, you mentioned Derek Vartanian at Central Mid. I think he was good. I like what he's <laughs> We're not, not going to argue this right now. <laughs> okay, oh, okay, okay. But I, I'm just saying, you know, of course, everyone knows uh, how I feel about Eno, uh, Mkhitaryan, but back to Misha Merzoyan. Uh, he's amazing. My, my point like, was he's, he's the, he is, it's his natural position, so he should be the natural pick to play that type of role, that number. I, I like, wouldn't rush it. Type role. I, I, he's I definitely ready. He's definitely ready. He's definitely good, more than good enough to be even the national team starters uh, for most games even. But I don't want to rush him. I want him like to get at physical top shape, which in Armenia is in the yeah. APL is in, an issue with a capital I. So... I trust Caparros and, and uh, the physiotherapist uh, Pablo. There, there seems to be a, um, a growing trend, which I like, of youth players bouncing between senior national team and their youth national teams. Same. We spoke about Eric Simonian previously, who had the opportunity to train with the senior national team. Uh, we've had Girard Charoyan. We've had uh, Narek Migorian, who we'll discuss for, in this episode. Uh, and it's a good trend, and I think it, it is <clears throat> maybe during the times that the under-21s don't have a match and the senior national teams have a match, it would be a really good idea to have him training with the senior national team. 
Definitely not necessarily in, in the match day squad, but even though I agree, he's totally good enough <laughs> to play. Uh, yep. Start slowly, give him that introduction like we did for everyone else. Um, yep. Chadens, your thoughts on Mikhail Mirzoyan? We need home talent, local talent. So this is exciting. We don't always, when we look for uh, young stars, we always think of abroad and uh, getting players outside or looking players from outside uh, of Armenia. This one's going to be good. Yeah, and super excited. I think if we look at who we have in terms of personnel in that central midfield role that Mikhail Mirzoyan would directly compete with, it would be Gare Muradian, it would be no, Salah Udo, yeah, it would be... Udo. Um, Udo, Spertian maybe. Uh, but Spertian it's good. Gonna, there needs to be he's competition. He's the, he's the creative 100%. type of central mid. But we've always discussed, and, and, I'm, and I'm fairly certain Kaparos feels the same, that, that Spertian is going to be more advanced role uh, hopefully. In, in the midfield. Hopefully, yeah. But I would say he would compete with Udo, uh, maybe the, the likes of Sanko Shahinian, uh, Armen Abartsumian from FCAA. There's a lot of talent, but Misha Mirzoyan is even better than Udo, in my opinion. So he would have to start with Karim Muradian, in my opinion. All right. So let's moving on to our next player, Chadens. Why don't you introduce us to Grenik Petrosian? Grenik Petrosian, he's a center forward, second striker. He's born in 2001, so he's uh, about uh, 21 years old. Uh, Bukma, again, a player for Bukma, and Armenian national team U21 level. His teammates of Mirzoyan at the club and national team level, as mentioned. He's the second best performer at both in terms of stats. So on loan from Punic, he's returning at the end of the season this summer. He's very cunning, slick and athletic forward. Short in stature, fast-paced, witty player, which is one of the attributes that I really admire in strikers. And he's a classic 4-9. So again, another attribute, again, something that... It's not that we've been missing, but it's something that will be useful in the uh, in the future. You guys can add something to that if you want. Uh, in 21-22 season of the Armenian Premier League, he scored three goals, assisted one in 1,140 minutes. So that sums up to 14 games. So that's uh, one... Uh, one basically goal goal contribution uh, in every 285 minutes. National team youth games stats are not available, but we do not remember. Uh, we do remember in one of the last games he assisted uh, Narek Grigorian for the final uh, of the the one two loss versus Macedonia. Grenik came off the bench om- uh, almost after halftime. And right before the final whistle, he snatched the ball off the Macedonian defender beautifully and handed it for Narek to, uh, to score. Drink some water. I got you. Uh, you said after that. Lord. 
it's okay it's okay yeah it happens to everyone trust me uh, <laughs> uh i think krenik is like the average armenian striker in terms of uh biotype like uh he reminds me a little to edgar manucharya to sarkiso that kind of player and usually yeah. what we could make the most of uh even though lately we have been having like a trend of uh tall and and strong built uh strikers in say Sako Adamian, Edgar Babayan, Norberto Palekian, Tico Palsechian and stuff. Uh I think Grenik would be like uh a return to the basics in a way. And ideally in a national team camp we should have the like two alternatives uh in case we need either of them. You know, the the big uh box guy uh and the short phone nine type uh both alternatives yeah and and one thing that i think is important to note is that you know you listed a lot of these players that we have as center forward options but most of the ones you listed are in homegrown and we there has yeah. been this like lack of <clears throat> proper talented armenian strikers that come yeah. from armenia we we i think everyone that we've know, tried just hasn't worked you know, uh, a player that, well, we can list a couple. Uh, I would say one striker, homegrown striker, that I would have liked uh, if he had more opportunities. And it's a little frustrating to see how his career uh, one ended up. Is Geram Harutun, and uh, he's, uh, some call him the emblem of Kapan, because... He spent most of his life, his professional career, playing at Kansasar. But then when the team broke, he went to Noah. But in the middle, he, uh, aside from having some good uh, individual performances, in, even in European Cups for Kansasar, because of that European campaign, he went to Kazakhstan, uh, if I'm not mistaken, to Shakhtar Karaganda. And he did good, too. But... Sometimes this happens to Armenian players that they don't feel comfortable abroad and go back to Armenia. Uh, and it's not an uncommon phenomenon but, uh, within Armenian-grown players. And this was one of those cases. And he's like super tall and uh, he's like an, a stereotype in, an, in the good way, you know. And he could have done so much better. He went to the national team a couple times. It's not like we don't have the talent. I don't know, man. Uh, I just hope uh, I just hope Krenik can make it. Uh, yeah, he's, it's, he's Misha's second man. And he and it's important to note that he's the type of player that is he works a lot better with uh, creative wingers. He's not like the you're not going to be crossing to him you know he's not a target man he's a he's a he's a player that you as a midfielder are gonna want to make one twos with to you know to find him making a diagonal run you're gonna want to keep the ball on the ground foot to foot exactly that's which is which is the historically the armenian way historically yeah but lately we've just been crossing all the time for no reason and we're like (laughs) our people are like five foot six (laughs) <laughs> that's, that's why that's why I'm telling you. Uh, in a way, Krenik is like the 
one of those players that can be an example of returning to the basics. Yeah, and, and it would you be great play to see with him. him. Yeah. So we hope we hope we hope to see him get an opportunity soon, um, especially considering in the striker position right now we are lacking this type of center forward that can play in this style. We it just we don't have it. So it would be nice and refreshing to see. Moving on to our third player, um, this is one that I personally really that, like him as a player. It's Nadek Grigorian. He was born in 2001. He is an Urardu Academy product, and he currently plays and is the captain of the Armenian Under-21 national team. Um, he is 1.8 meters tall, so he's not too short, not too tall. He's kind of just in that right. He has the, the haircut of a... Uh, a 90s Badahanta singer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can we and talk about that haircut? Yeah, it literally looks so Jeez. like this. <laughs> it's uh, like an Armenian, young Armenian, uh, uh, healthy Maradona. Yeah, that's 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 kind of, that's a good, good um, healthy <laughs> the 80s. Is, is the key word. Um, uh, but he plays good. Like, let's get... The, yeah, his he, bad taste in, in haircuts does not uh, mirror the way he plays, luckily. Yes. In the 21-22 season so far in the Armenian Premier League, he has four goals and one assist in 1,020 minutes. That's a goal contribution per 205 minutes. That's almost one goal or assist per game, uh, per two games, excuse me. His national team youth stats are, are kind of sporadic because not only do we not have all the information, but um, he doesn't hasn't played that much for some of the youth games. Um for the under-17, he doesn't have a goal or, or an assist in 250 minutes. That's three games that we know of. Um, and that season, the Armenian under-17 just got demolished. Um, in under-19, in official games, he has one goal in 400 minutes. Um, and that goal was versus Turkey. Uh, it's also important to note that three of these games were in the elite round uh, that Armenia hosted and shared in a group with Italy, Spain, and Portugal. Uh, if you recall, there yeah, was so that under-19 Euros. Uh, so that was never going to end up well. Exactly. That explains why he didn't score that much for the U19. Exactly. And in the under 21 for official games, um, and here's this is this is where he starts to deliver and just show his character. He has two goals and one assist in 540 minutes, seven games, three of which he was captain. That's a goal or an assist every 180 minutes. Are you guys starting to see a pattern here that these are all players that are contributing on a regular basis mm -hmm. at every level that they are playing at, not only at their youth national team levels, but also at the club level. It's a little pattern that we're building here. Um, <laughs> in the scene, he has already made his debut for the senior Armenian national team under Joaquin Kaparos, who stated previously that he has a lot of hopes uh, placed in him, but he won't rush him knowing that he's still a key member of the under 21 national team side like Girard Shahoyan. After all, that is JC's specialty, and one of the main topics in his first press conference revolved around uh, when he was announced as Armenian coach uh, is youth development. Uh, he was subbed versus Macedonia and Germany in the November window. Uh, when both games were already over, he played about 15 minutes in each game. Um, let's open the floor up to you guys. Let's start with you, Chavans. Uh, not a good going on. We have seen him more than most other players in this list. Uh, if not the most out of any player in this list. What are your thoughts on him? Well, the that's that's a big part 
uh, of what you said uh, that we've seen him play most than others. So in a way, we could trust him more to be featured more on a national team uh, scale level. Uh, but the thing is, they're, these kind of players need to grow further. I mean, they are, they are stars, but they need to grow further in their uh, club. They need to develop more uh, for the long term. And it and it helps for a player like Nautic. He regularly features for Uravdu. I mean, he's starts almost every single game. Um, he okay. is a regular person that, you know, he's always involved because of his position as an attacking midfielder. He's always involved in the buildup to ever, almost every goal that Uradu score. Um, he is, is already showing to be a very key part of a domestic club in Armenia that we think um, is very important uh, because of, you know, the youth development that they provide. Anmen, what are your thoughts on Nautic? Uh, he's he's clearly a, a late bloomer in youth national team system, uh, but sometimes that's how things go, you know. And and the important thing is that ultimately they do grow, and Nautic did grow and is growing, and we know JC, aka G- not not Jesus Christ, uh, we mean JC Joaquin Caparros, of course. Uh, thank you. Uh, he's not going to be rushed into the national team, as you um, said previously. Nadek has been jumping back and forth uh, for the national team, the senior national team, and that's how it's going to be for the season, in my opinion, too. Hopefully, uh, and Urartu attack. You mentioned Urartu attack. That's very interesting because they got Nadek. They got uh, Garen Milkonian that we mentioned today because he was in Football Games Future Stars previously. And Urartu attacks finally crowned with another 4-9, which is Artur Miranian, uh, that did play well at the, the friendly window. You guys remember against Croatia in uh, Sweden, I think. And that's why I, went, why I was like talking about we do have four nines like Grenik Petrosian. Uh, so that's on the one hand. About Narek again, Narek Petro, uh, Narek Grigorian, he had some interest from abroad during this uh, current transfer window from Western Europe, specifically Belgium, supposedly, but nothing ended up happening. Also, interest from Russia, which so far didn't happen either in a way that's not bad not entirely bad there's not going to be lacking offers from abroad yeah he's 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 definitely another one to look out for hence why he's on this list right (laughs) next up uh is a player that (laughs) has recently been in uh, our newsfeed lately, we talked about him a lot. It's Avedis Avedisian, who is a left back born in 2002, who currently plays for Go Ahead Eagles in the Dutch Eredivisie. Um, he is an active member of the Armenian community uh, in Salonkia, northern Greece, where he grew up. 
He was a Greece uh, under-17 national team starter for two years, uh, also played in a competitive tournament with, uh, with the uh, youth national team. He has trained with the Armenian youth squad once, uh, so he's very much on the Federation's radar, and he has represented... Um, he has represented both Greek and Armenia in the in the, in the youth realms, um, and he's represented by Greek and Armenian agents. So it's very much a split down the line with this kid. Uh, mm. He played in the UEFA Youth League in 2020 and 21. They lost all three games. After that, Pauk let him go to the Dutch Eredivisie. He signed a two and a half year long contract with Go Ahead Eagles. That's fighting to stay in the top flight. But either way, even if they do end up getting relegated. Uh, they're quick to get back up to the top tier, so it's not that big of an issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of national team, uh, his last appearance was captaining the Greece under-17 side in 2019. He has not called to the Greece under-19s, but considering the latest developments, he might be called to the Greece under-21 side or Armenia, uh, senior men's national team. Uh, it's up to him to decide. The bottom line is that in Greece, he'll always be below the pecking order uh, as they have a surplus <laughs> of fullback depth. And we, we don't use that term lightly. I mean, they have fullbacks playing two yeah, of Premier them League. in the Premier League. Yeah, two of them are in the Premier League. It's, they're already playing at such a high level uh, in, their, in their early to mid-20s. Um, so with Armenia, I think he is almost, if not a shoe-in, to be starting right away. Uh, if not, second string. All the while having enough healthy competition for the left-back spot. As you know, Margarian... Uh, we have Arman Hovanesian instead of Grigorian. Uh, it would be good for us and possibly Tiknesian, but that's uh, something we'll leave for another day. Uh, he was captain of Pauk's under-19 at the UEFA Youth League last season also, and he is all around a solid defender. Uh, he can play left-back, left-wing back, contributes attackingly, uh, solid in defense, and he's young, and he is already a player in a European would you would you consider the Netherlands to be top five or would, would it be top seven? Maybe top ten. Top ten. Okay, yeah, we'll top, ten top ten. Um, top ten. I, I, top it's 10. too hard to count now. Which one? Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of leagues. All right. But so his CV is good. He is good, and and he comes from a good system from the from the Pauk system. Obviously, he was good enough. Despite you know, I don't think he had made a senior appearance for Pauk yet. Uh, and nope. was was purchased by Go Ahead Eagles despite that. So he clearly is showing a lot of promise. Um, Ottoman, you've been following Avedisian for a while. Uh, give mm-hmm. give the listeners a little bit more background on him as a player and his style and what we can expect from him and whether or not you think he will end up playing for Armenia. He is clearly talented. He's clearly top-notch. Uh, otherwise... Uh, a Dutch team wouldn't have gotten a 19-year-old because, as everyone knows, and as everyone who has been listening to us knows, Dutch football's specialty is uh, raising players, uh, homegrown or not, like Dutch or not. They take players from all over the globe at their young age, uh, raise them, basically, at their academies, and... They end up going to top five leagues every season. Uh, they It's like an export of the Netherlands by now. Uh, so that's what's going to happen to Avedis. But clearly, uh, he's un- kind of unlucky for him at the moment because he is uh, second slash third string 
uh, sub for left back after the captain of Goiad Eagles, which happens to be their left back, uh, Bas Kuipers. So he's clearly not going to play much uh, for the next two seasons. But ultimately, for Armenia, that's good uh, because it's going to be benched and raised to. It's not like they're going to bench him and leave and be. He's going to have like a great growing up program. Uh, he's going to turn out to be even greater. He's great. His technical ability is great. Uh, he's basically with a youth league. That's all you need to know. Uh, he's more than good enough to play for us. But even then, uh, right now, he would be second string below Jiran uh, Markarian, who is going to be a starter for a Ukrainian side that's playing uh, mid-table right now. But then again, that's way more appealing than being fourth or fifth or even sixth string for Greece. Uh, I see Greece for him being much more of a long shot than Armenia. Uh, so right now, it's just going to be about seeing him and watching him grow up and hopefully get like a little ADVZ playtime here and there. Yeah, I think if he gets <laughs> if if he gets even a little Eredivisie play playtime, he yeah, that's that's what everyone he, can hope for. He should be he, he's more than yeah, good enough be. to be starting for Armenia, no question in my opinion. The Eagles um, should go ahead and play him. Yeah, they should. I mean, we're waiting. Nice one, we're nice one. Okay, uh, I'll hand it to him. <laughs> All right, Chadens, do you have anything to add about Avedisian? Uh, speaks the language. Not, not something specific, but uh, he's on a good path. Yeah. He's on a good path. He definitely has good people around him, advising him, which is good. Which is It's a good environment. Mm. It's a good environment. Uh, Netherlands, he's yeah. lucky to be in a Dutch environment. There's, and hopefully he grows from yeah, there's with another that. Greek. There's another Greek playing at Go Ahead Eagles, so it's like adaptation is not going to be bad for him. Yeah, for sure. Um, speaking of going abroad uh this next player is also abroad his name is jean rene arajanian he is an attacking midfielder born in 2003 and he plays for kaiserslautern in germany and the armenian under 19 national team Bro, like, he's um, got he's got the sickest name ever i know jean jean rene arajanian <laughs> it's uh, like perfect name perfect surname mashed together unlike avedisian uh he is an Armenian diaspora who already plays or red represents Armenia on the international level. He was born in Strasbourg, France, although uh, historically German, grew up on the other side of the border and holds German citizenship. He's a good team player with top, top-notch technical abilities and already shows notable professionalism at a young age. Uh, his skills, biotype, physically and technically gifted. Uh, he's got all everything that it takes to make it. Um, he's been in the Kaiserslautern youth system since 2017. Uh, he was promoted to Kaiserslautern 2 at 18, so the club clearly intends to keep him for the senior squad, uh, sparring an eventual backup. This season uh, has been a little bit irregular for him, with injuries uh, getting in the way of getting consistent game time, but his performances have been increasingly significant for his team. Um, he starts mostly uh, on the bench, but he comes off the bench a lot, playing at the number 10 or out wide on the right wing. Uh, for Kaiserslautern 2 in 2021, he has one assist in 530 minutes, uh, about 11 games, appearances off the bench. And uh, last year, he played only three full games. But the good news is 
all three uh, of them came in late October and early November. So clearly um, he is showing a lot of promise and a lot of good signs at the club level and the club intends to keep him. Uh, but unfortunately, as, as we know, uh, injuries can be really difficult, especially for a young player. So as long as that's being managed well, he should be fine. Um, he is in constant communication with the FFA, uh, which shows faith in him going pro. Um, and he's only played about 60 minutes for the Armenia under-19 national team in a 4-0 loss versus Lithuania in September of 2021. He played really well, but he got injured right at the game and missed the whole month of football afterwards. So naturally, Kaiser Slaughter didn't let him join the U19s after that incident. Um, so he couldn't be part of that team that made the elite round in Croatia, unfortunately. Hopefully his club will let him join the elite round, uh, and it can be a win-win for everyone because it would give him you know, really good experience at the international level, playing at a high competitive level, uh, while also, you know, benefiting his club career at Kaiserslautern because he is an international player at such a young age. Boys, let's open this up to the floor. Whoever wants to take it first. Jean-René Arjanian, thoughts? Mm-hmm. I will start off with the last thing you said, so I don't forget. Uh, it's a win-win, yeah, because... Not just because he's going to be an international player, but mostly because he will go back to his club having picked up minutes and fitness. And I think that's something he really needs right now. But then again, there's the possibility of getting injured as happened for the for the national team under 29, uh, under 19. So... But yeah, I think it's more good than bad, and it's gonna be the elite round. Come on, uh, it's not like you're gonna play some minnows, you know. You're gonna play the best. Uh, that's great experience. Uh, that's on one hand, and on the other hand, I was gonna talk about something I forgot, you know. Oh yeah, about his actual performance. Uh, I really, really like how this kid plays. Uh, not much to say there. Uh, he's uh, even better than APL right now. As like at 19, he's better than most APL players, and like mostly by far. Chadens, what are your thoughts on our uh, very cool named attacking midfield option? I'm not very sure uh, who, which players uh, were that have roots from Kaiser Lothurn, but I'm sure there are yeah, there are several. You're right, you're right. So, and, and, and um, one of them, one of them is one I've been, I was hinting about, which uh, the audience will find out in the next episode. But you're absolutely right. There are many Armenians that have been. Kaiser's Lauder and Academy products. Well, not just Armenians, I meant uh, in general. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, there are many, and uh, th- this is something. This is something good. It's good that he's in the the again, just like the Dutch league. The German environment is a very good one for development, although there are many factors obviously that can change that. But in the meantime we should be excited for another uh, Armenian who's developing and learning from one of the elites. 
Yes. Um, hopefully, he continues to make this progress within his club. And, uh, you know, unlike other Armenians who have gone through the German youth system, who've jumped around from, you know, fifth division, sixth uh, to the fourth, third, Bundesliga two, and eventually the Bundesliga. Yo, hopefully, he's the type that can rise up with a single club. So that's true. Sometimes that is true. That, but that jumping up, and yeah, it's also so, refreshing. Refreshing to see a club uh, investing, willing to yeah. invest in their youth, not caring about whether that youth is going to play for the German national team or not. They don't. Kajsa mm-hmm. clearly doesn't care about that because this guy already plays for Armenia regularly. Uh, so hopefully, Arjanian uh, can you know, in terms of you know his health and fitness wise, stay at a good level. Um, and uh, maybe be a future contribution to the Army and National Team. And last but not least, um, Ottoman, I'll let you read this one, is Pavel Gorilov, a defensive midfielder, oh, very rare uh, for <laughs> Armenians, born in 2003, who is plays for Rostov in Russia and is also already an Armenian under-21 National Team player. Tell us a little bit more about Gorilov. Yes, sir. Yes, Adam, exactly. We are closing up with the big guns. We just closed with uh, Jean-René, and now we're closing with Pavel Gorelov. We, the audience, everyone, you guys, everyone knows I'm, on the one hand, I'm all about defense because that's how you win divisions, like UEFA Nations League Division C, as we won last year. Uh, or the year before, I remember. Uh, but the important thing is football is not just about scoring goals. It's also and mostly about defense. On the one hand, that there's that. On the other hand, if you listen to the show regularly, you're going to pick up that lately the Armenian national team, especially over this last semester, uh, has been clearly, and I mean clearly, lagging on their defensive mid-area. And, uh, well... Pavel is exactly that, is exactly what we've been looking for. And lately, we have been having some players that can relate to Pavel's play style. Uh, But Pavel is way younger, so he's a future star. Uh, Defensive mid, as we mentioned, born in 2003, which makes him uh, 20... No, my bad. My maths are awful, but I think it's 19 years old. He is from Rostov, and at 19 years old, he plays for Armenia under 21. So you can get the idea that he's better, definitely, by all accounts, than his age gap, Uh, (laughs) which is funny in a good way. Uh, As we said, he's a Rostov city boy through and through, grew up there, born there. He's all about Rostov. you may pick up from his last name that his dad is Russian, but his mom is Armenian. So they're basically a proud Armenian family that are super involved in the Armenian community in Rostov, uh, which is something we love to highlight. They actually visited Armenia several times, even before Pavel joined the youth national team system of Armenia. Uh, so it's not like they're all of a sudden uh, Armenian. Uh, that's nice, a nice change of air. Uh, as we said, he's a defensive mid, so you know we're going to need him going pro ASAP, uh, which he we know he is. 
and here's why. On the one hand, his background is lately he's been Rostov U19 captain, and their team, uh, so you can get a reference, is a heavyweight in their category, uh, in their division. He leads that heavyweight. Like, he's not a starter, he's not a sub, he's the captain of a division leader, of a league leader. Uh, so all of this basically earned him a starting spot in the Rostov senior squad a couple of years ago, 2020, uh, when COVID started. You guys remember, this is a funny note, uh, Khorik Bayramian, our very own, <laughs> our very own Khorik, uh, was the Russian Premier League first case of COVID uh, back in 2020. Uh, right after that, uh, Rostov had to play a mix between seniors and youth, and Pavel was one of the youth. And he started, he played okay, they did lose by a wide margin, but the important thing is that he had his Russian Premier League debut. Uh, despite it's been so far his only senior game, uh, Russian Premier League at league level, he did sign a contract with Rostov, with the club that runs until 2024. Uh, and of course, he's gonna probably going to extend and go for the sale once he makes uh, regular senior squad. He is currently included only for Rostov's Cup games, which is pretty big. I mean, it's not league, as you know from our previous shows, that always league games are more important than Cup games. But Cup games themselves are important as they are. Uh, hopefully he will soon make that breakthrough to RPL bench, but so far so good. He's on the right path, as Charan said. His Russian Premier League uh, under-19 record for this season has been of three goals and three assists in 1,600 minutes over 18 games, which would make a total of uh, one goal participation every Two, 270 minutes, basically one goal or assist every three games guaranteed, which is great for a defensive-minded defensive mid. It's not like he's a creative central mid or defensive mid. No, he's like all about defense. And even then, he has scoring and assisting stats. Uh, at Armenia U20, uh, U19, he's only played two games so far in October 2021, uh, the friendly camp against Qatar. Uh, he has had one goal in 140 minutes, which is also a amazing, an amazing sample of what, what he can provide for our national teams. Uh, I think it's great. I love this guy. There's always, with Russian, you know, dual citizens, Armenian, Russian, or Russian in any ethnicity, any minority. Uh, but we are Armenian, so that's what <laughs> matters to us. There's the that nuance that they might get frozen because they choose not to play for their homeland and they choose to play for their ancestors' uh, land. But that's but what one, may happen, but, but he's what, too good for that. Not only is he too good for that, I think uh, out of all the clubs in in Russia, Rostov and Krasnodar yeah. have already shown a, a willingness to play because it's, he's not the only one. I mean, we have uh, Sergei Kochkanyan, who is a full back. Well, I'm just speaking purely about Rostov. 
Sergei mm-hmm. Kochkanyan plays for Rostov 2 also with Gorelov. And we mm-hmm. have Nadek Manukyan, uh, mm-hmm. who is an 18-year-old left winger, who also yep. plays for Rostov, but also represents Armenia youth. So in this Rostov second team, there are three Armenian eligible players, and all three already play for Armenia at the youth level. Yeah, but so, Gorelov is clearly the best one of the three. Oh, for sure. Well, uh, yeah, Kochkan yeah. is really good too. But yes, yeah, but uh, it's but different. Despite that, I mean, he is playing consistently at the club at at for Rostov too, and he has already played for Armenia. I just can't see that it, that is not going to be an issue. I don't think, and and I only say that because it is Rostov, uh, mm-hmm. and You're because right. he has already played for Armenia youth when he's not even a pro yet. I think it's going to be fine with him. I mean. I think the difference here is the first part. The first part is that we're talking about Rostov and not one of the big Russian five. Yeah. Well, Rostov is clearly a very Armenian-related team like Krasnodar. And then we have had Edward Spetsian that was frozen out for a bit and then broke through. I, I, I'm optimistic that, uh, now that you mention it, that maybe Pavel is going to go through a very similar process like Spetsian's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I hope so. I mean, I hope it's it's easier for him to just say. But I I, I want to say I hope it's easier for him to just say I want to play for Armenia, but he already does. <laughs> he's already played, you know. So it's like he's already played at the youth yeah. level. So for me, it's good it's enough. Man. I, I think he'll do it. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I I agree. And, and like you said, if a player is is good enough already the club isn't going to give a shit of who they play for. They're All they're going to care is, is this guy good enough to make it to my first team? And if he is, you know, yeah. let him do whatever he wants. Keep him happy because they want to keep him at the club, obviously. Yeah, and then by now, the Armenian players don't uh, don't count as foreigner spots, uh, taking up foreigner spots. So that's one problem off the table. Yeah. So it's it's looking good. Uh, Chalens, do you have anything to add or discuss about Pavel Gorelov? No, uh, I think you guys summed it up. Uh, overall conclusion is that we've got a lot of uh, players which we wanted uh, developments in. So uh, positions like uh, center defensive midfield, where we we kept talking uh, in the we kept discussing in our previous episodes that we need that kind of uh, yeah. players in that role. We need a striker who's always consistent and in a different uh, style of play, mm-hmm. uh, a new method of uh, player. Uh, we fullbacks, we, okay. Uh, yeah. We said a lot, uh, especially some specific names, which I'm not going to mention because Armin will go on and on. Uh, so, <laughs> You know, in general, we've got players in specific positions that it's good. It's good to have. It's good to have and to 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 use in the future, hopefully. Yeah, um, and just to uh, go, take it back from the top for our listeners, the players in Football Games on Future Stars set number three include Mikhail Mirzoyan of Bekma, Granik Petrosyan of Bekma, Narek Grigorian of Urardu. Avedis Avedisian of Go Ahead Eagles, Jean Rene Arajanian of Kaiser Slaughter, and Pavel Gorelov of Rostov. That is going to wrap it 
up for a football against one of future stars set number three. Uh, I think this is a great set. I think I look forward to whenever we have our next set of players um, looking back at this one and saying, uh, you know, seeing where, where the, the levels of, su- of success and the degrees of success that these players have reached. Um, in the next episode, we will wrap up all of the transfers uh, as the transfer window will be closing and we will discuss all of the news as usual uh, and look forward to the March national team window. Uh, also, side note, the Armenia futsal team will be competing in the uh, World Cup qualifiers uh, next week or so. I think it was March 8th was when their, was when their tournament started. So good luck to That's them. Hopefully, hopefully uh, they do well. Yeah, uh, April is when they're playing the the – it's when the – for the World Cup, it starts the qualifiers. Mm-hmm. March, I believe, is friendly games. If I'm or if I'm not mistaken, I'm not sure. Uh, they just announced a friendly against Israel. I know that Armenia is going to play against Israel before, but it's going to be tough, man. Um, they've made it this far. I mean, it, they had to qualify to get to the qualifier, so that's a good sign. Um, hopefully, Armenia yeah, our our futsal team is actually getting pretty decent. They're they're matching with the levels of other futsal uh, other futsal national teams that's a different story anyway <laughs> well i mean it is our it is it is uh it is they do kick a ball and they are armenian so <laughs> well, we are going to talk about it yeah, if we have people game. look if yeah. if someone if we get a few people uh if we grow our uh page let's let's make a challenge with our uh with our audience <laughs> if uh our pages grow fast rapidly in the next few weeks let's say uh and we get dms saying that we want some futsal um not an episode but like a short discussion i'll do it yeah there you go there's a challenge talk about futsal yeah good yeah you know not only chadens i play i played futsal for like five years at the club level we, we got some uh, some knowledge on this show. I'll try to get someone okay. as well live. We'll I'll have, try my we'll, best. We'll see. <laughs> we'll have like a parallel show called Futsal Kentron. Futsal Kentron. Imagine. <laughs> Just for a quick refresher uh, for those who have literally no idea what we're talking about. In the FIFA <laughs> Football World Cup 2024 preliminary round, Armenia was placed in Group C with Kosovo, Bulgaria, and Scotland. And He's Armenia made futsal. it. I'm just letting listeners know what we're talking about, man. Armenia qualified qualified, uh, for the next round uh, (laughs) in group, (laughs) whatever group are they in? They're in group. um, um, This is wild, man. They don't put anything on this website. Anyway, I think it's like Denmark and like Israel or some shit like that. Um, We're looking forward to it. It's going to be good. I mean, yeah. Mm -hmm. In all seriousness, uh, jokes jokes aside, which is difficult for me. I even though I don't like futsal as a game, I respect the fact that they're a their Armenian national team, and b they're doing very very well and representing us great. So kudos to them, uh, like hats off on that regard. Yeah, but I don't well, like that game. There we <laughs> go. That wraps it up for this edition of Futsal Genthron. Um, now back to Football Genthron, where we are also wrapping up this show. Thank you for listening, everyone. If you don't already. Please follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, YouTube, subscribe, like, share, all that jazz. Uh, 
Help us reach a thousand followers on Twitter, man. We're almost there. Just do it. Press follow. If you if you listen to us, you'll we follow got the us. memes. Why? Yeah, we have good memes. We have funny. Please content. help us on Instagram, please. Yeah, follow us on Instagram too, please. Like, <laughs> it's like the third account we have, and <laughs> we got the memes. Um, After uh, someone, me. And if you don't, uh, if, you, if you don't already know, uh, we have an Instagram partnership with Armenian Sports Network uh, that was just announced. They're awesome. Uh, they're awesome. Go follow them if you don't. Uh, also, follow the Bryant and Me podcast for all of your uh, Zelarayan related Shout news. Out. Shout out to them because they're cool. They're very fun people. And um, <laughs> yeah. they're yeah. arguably funny, funnier than us. Arguably. Yes. Arguably. Arguably. Some would say. All right. That wraps it up for Paul <laughs> Thank you for listening. Uh, we will see you in a couple weeks. Bye. See ya. Yeah.